In today's episode of the Agency Broadcast, how do you keep busy while your client's site is being rebuilt? Welcome, everybody, to the Agency Broadcast. I, as always, am Alex Crump. Joining me, as always, today is... Clodagh Higgins from the Agency Growth Team, um, specializing program manager for the services side of things. Uh, Today we are going to talk about a really interesting topic and it's kind of a follow-up from last week's episode, particularly concerning the early stages of your relationship with new clients. And this isn't specific to simply partners. I think it's something that any marketer, any HubSpot user, whether they are a partner or a direct customer, because it concerns what to do while a website is being rebuilt. We're going to frame this in the context of a partner who has just signed on a new client, they need to keep busy. The partner needs to keep busy while the client overhauls their website because Lord knows how long it can take to rebuild an entire website. Optimistically, four weeks, sometimes it's six weeks, sometimes it's eight weeks. You hope it doesn't take that long. You need to keep super busy and let your client know all that you are working on during that time. Straight out of the gate, why do you need to take action while the website is being rebuilt? Why do you need to keep busy during those initial four or six weeks? Well, just as you outlined there, like you actually don't know how long it's going to take for a website to be built. Even if if the website is being built by the agency in question, things can go out of scope. You could say the agency can say, we're going to have this done in six weeks but it's reliant on, say, the marketing manager of that client to sign off on something. Then that marketing manager goes on holidays. Then they come back with a new idea. Then it goes on and on. So website builds, even in the best of best of intentions, rarely are delivered as expected because things went amazingly quickly, but generally things slip. Sometimes people just have a fear of letting go and signing off the approval. So when it comes to a website build, I always, uh, when I was consulting to agencies myself, would separate the two things and go, great, the website project is the website project. And whatever time frame that is, you are going to keep an eye on that, but you're going to separate it from the fact that you are doing inbound retainer work. So there's plenty of things that can be done and getting a quick win for the client can be done without a website. Inbound can exist without a website because there's a ton of work to do beforehand. Workshops can be done, keyword research, we'll go into a bit more about how that would be done. Because you've got something like HubSpot, the website's being built over here, but you can go into the software and populate so many parts of a campaign, of keywords, of buyer um, personas. So much can be done while the website's being done. It's like the two things are tracking along at the same time. When the website's ready to launch, then you can kick in the inbound retainer and the inbound campaign. When you're waiting for the website and people say things like, oh, we haven't got the landing pages, that's okay. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. But waiting for a website just delays the process and it should never be done. Plenty to do while the website's getting ready. Yeah, I think positioning them both as separate lanes. Yes, the website is being built. Great. Those folks have their responsibility. Over here, back in the retainer, we have our responsibility as well. And we can't break that promise that we made in the retainer because, oh, we couldn't get the material. Let's give partners credit. They try really hard to get as much done as humanly possible in the very beginning. It's tough to understand if you're a new partner with a new client, what do we address initially What needs of the client do we need to satisfy? And the answer is fairly straightforward. You are still bound to the retainer you need to deliver. 
and you yeah. need to deliver on that agreement. If the retainer says you're going to do this by three months, you know that you need to do something in the first month if you have any chance of delivering on what you promised in the first three months. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's where you make that divide. And you talked a little bit about getting the templates for the landing pages, making sure that you can operate autonomously removed from the website construction. That's a really big deal as well. We can we can talk yeah. about that now because yeah. that's the crux of the whole thing. When you go into the HubSpot tool and yeah. you use the software and you check around, there isn't a whole lot bound to a live website. There are so many tools that you can access yeah. even if a website is not prepared yet. Correct, yeah. I, I used to do this all the time. We're going... Uh, when I was uh, consulting, and it was it was going into the campaign tool in HubSpot software. Yeah, the campaign and tool. And starting there and asking the question, as you go down through all of the sections, buyer persona, keyword research, building a landing page, even everything, you can do all of that, every single piece of it, without having a live website. And that can take you a good chunk of time, depending on how long, depending on how many keywords, how many personas, how many campaigns. The final piece of that would be getting the look and feel of the website to make a landing page. But even still, you can make a blank landing page and, yeah. and, and import the data afterwards. That's where I would always start is just looking at that particular side of things going, starting with the campaigns and building out from there. For an agency, they can go out and do a buyer persona workshop in-house with the client, charge accordingly for it, spend a half a day or a day with them, understand their personas, getting their goals nailed down, doing their keyword research, building rapport with them, getting on with them, seeing what their communication style, no websites needed for that. And that's a huge foundation stone to start a long lasting relationship with the client. So plenty can be done with that. Once you, you're, you're actually getting into the campaign tool itself, when you get back, you've got your keywords, you've got your buyer persona, that's what you're going to start working on from there afterwards. You know, you're going to get your landing page template from whoever owns it. You know, you're going to get into HubSpot. All of this can be done as the website's getting tracking along. They might sign off on one particular page and you can keep an eye on what's going on. But I always remind people, start with the campaign, get that done, get your buyer personas done. A big, big important part of doing buyer personas is a great experience of building a relationship with a client. If you're working with them remotely, you know, there's, there's ways around that, but that's a great start because it's a real leveler. Yeah, getting into the campaigns tool and pointing these things out, especially in a workshop environment. Those introductory workshops that you've spoken yeah. about at length are so vital to getting to know the client and the client getting to know you and coming to Absolutely. understand how the tools work within HubSpot. Yeah. Like, like you said, in my time when I was consulting, I would go into the campaign tool and go down the list and point out everything that is involved in an inbound campaign. Yeah. I would say, what elements in here require a live website? And you tick down the list, yeah. email, social media, blogging. You can do a ton of blogging and composition and drafting before yeah. you even have a live site. And that visual demonstration showing this is what an inbound campaign looks like. Mm -hmm. And here is what is required of it. And pointing yeah. to what parts need a live website. Not many. That's true. Yeah. If the website starts to delay, a great thing to do is go, look, we're, we're going to be a little bit late. Build the second campaign. Get the second campaign ready. You know, it's just a reminder for everyone. Websites do get delayed. No dramas. Plenty of work to be done. Client can be happy. 
they can see that the work is going. It's not your fault that the website's being delayed for whatever reason, but it's not going to stop the good groundwork that's going to be there. And then it just means that your speed time is, is quicker because you'll be like, okay, we've got our first campaign, second campaign, your results will accelerate. Let's talk about the immediate action that you can take while the website is under construction. We've danced around it loosely. Yeah. Item number one, we did mention this. Yeah. Get the landing page template in line with the design for the new site. That is priority one. You need yeah. whoever is responsible for building the new site. They have yeah. a design in mind. You need Correct. that design and you need to plug it in to the HubSpot landing page template. Yeah, and even if the, the web developer might be precious about the way they look and feel and they're not ready to unveil it, sometimes you can work with web houses and web developers who are quite precious about it. Just get the logo. So if the logo is black and purple, get a landing page that's got black and purple colors on it. Yeah. Just, the, you know, start simple or, or put the logo on if the logo's finished. So you can just make it as a sort of slightly aligned to that. Like, it, again, web developer, they might not get back in time or there could be delays there. Don't worry about it. Just get some basics, colors. Then you're away with it. That's what you, because at the end of the day, it's going to be what is about the landing page, what is on this content offer and the form. <laughs> So, you know, you could have a purple and black frame around it and it's ready yeah. to go, you know. So you can make it as super simple. Getting that landing page into HubSpot, you know, that, that's, that's a, big, a big thing to, to do. Um, the next step we de definitely recommend, we talked about it, was the buyer persona um, is, is a big job that can be done. I best recommend to do it in person. So if a client is working with, or an agency is working with a client and they're nearby, Definitely getting in front of them. Get all the key decision makers in the room. Sales, marketing, management. It shouldn't take more than an hour. And the way I recommend doing it when I was actually um, running my own agency is I was actually get in front of the clients and do the buyer persona workshop. First of all, you start off with a reminder what our buyer personas. Just level everyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe have it up on the wall. And then I would take it to like makemypersona.com. You know, you've got a template that we give you and you have all the questions there. And how I ran it was I would put butcher's paper with the questions about each of the personas. What is their name? What is their age? What is their demographic? What are their pain points? And I put these butcher's paper questions all around the room. And then I gave everyone in the room post-it notes. And what I did was answer, ask the questions and get them to answer writing down their answers. What can typically happen when you're bringing a group of uh, the decision makers, the stakeholders together in a room? Generally, salespeople are a little bit more vocal than marketing people, for example, or extroverts a little bit more vocal than introverts. And what you don't want is somebody coming out with an answer going, oh, I think Mary is in her mid-40s and she drives uh, Hilux, <laughs> this is what she is. You know? <laughs> she drives a Vauxhall, she drives a Volvo. Yeah. Yeah. And her pain point is her definite her pain point. She needs leads on our website. An introvert will hear that and go, oh, I was going to say that. I don't want to look stupid. I'm not going to say anything. Aha, uh -huh, but you bring up a good point. That emphasizes a mind share. That's right. So that's why you want them to write down their answers on post-it notes. Because if you then get them to stick the answers up around the room, you'll see we have consensus that Mary is this person. Or you have disparity going, oh, there's a slight difference here, but it's okay. Nobody's pointing at anyone. It just goes, are we together or are we apart? And it gets more ideas out, gets more pain points out. And dwelling on the pain points is a big, a big part of this. 
you know, who Mary is and what she drives, that's great. But what are our problems? And delving deep into that. And then really bonding the team together to go, look, the reason we're getting Mary up here, this is why, this is what we're going to do. And helping them understand, well, if this is Mary's pain points, what would she search in Google? That's how you're going to bring the team together. Definitely getting visuals of what Mary looks like and getting them to put them up on their desk. It's a really important part of you working with that team, the team coming together and going, oh, Mary, that's a problem Mary has. And it becomes a thing that they bond over and they understand what they're doing, as opposed to you sending them, we think this is your buyer persona. If for some reason you're working with a client remotely, just like we're set up here, Alex, is just a good thing to do is get a virtual situation going. You could get a, I've got a whiteboard here behind me. You can definitely do this virtually as well. Get them in a room together and you can conduct it. But it really is about getting their ideas out so everyone feels that they are a part of the buyer persona. They've owned it. They were heard. They had their thoughts. Their thoughts were shared. And they own this person and they understand this person going forward. And that reduces any potential conflict in the future. Nobody owns the singular persona so they wouldn't say, this is what I think our target client should be. And they double down on that instead of realizing that it was a collaborative effort that you all did together in the same room at the beginning. It leads so much of the production to come. If you do that with the full endorsement of the marketing team and the sales team and the leadership teams and the client and your own teams, and it's all based upon everybody's input, the end product and and the relationship built from that is going to be that much more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And just on that with the buyer persona as well, it's if things do start to go wrong, they're not going to point back to the agency and say, you said this was the persona. That's what you just don't want. That's why the more collaboration you have, the better. Also, I'd recommend just something that I was thinking there is opening up a feedback channel for anyone in that team, anyone who's got an idea about personas to share information back with the agency. Say you have a meeting room and there's 12 stakeholders in it. There are 12 eyes and ears that are going to share and see information about your buyer persona that they think they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Now you've got 12 people coming back. The room is full of people thinking about Mary's content on multiple channels. It's a fabulous way of getting more content for the client to share back with the agency. And the agency goes, this is brilliant. Let's get more of this out there. Precisely. As we figure out what to do while the website is still being built, we have the design for the landing page template. We've imported it into HubSpot. We've had a conversation with the client and the entire client sales team, marketing team, leadership about persona. We've built three to four persona at this point through a collaborative process. And that bleeds forward into the next action that we can take around keyword research. And you even touched upon that when you were speaking a moment ago. Yeah, so ideally you want three to four buyer personas and you might, I generally say to people, you kind of look at them once every quarter and go, are they right? But generally you might do a refresh once a year. So reminding the client that while this work is tough, it might be painstaking for them, you're only going to really refresh the personas once a year. So remind them of that. Once you funnel down into the, the key part of the buyer personas are pain points. What are their problems? What are the solutions that we provide? And what are they searching for? And that becomes the basin for, let's go and search for, what would Mary search for online if she was looking for a solution to the problem that she has? And you start getting them to think about problems 
and problem keyword as, a, as opposed to if Mary knew the solution, she, she wouldn't, she'd know what to do. She wouldn't be searching for it. Yeah. You know? so, so it's, it's understanding, you know, what is the consideration stage? What is the decision stage? What is the awareness stage? And working through that funnel. So really good exercise. And again, like at the beginning of the buyer persona workshop is these are buyer personas. Don't make any assumptions. The same thing to do is in, and not to do it in a condescending way, but is to remind everyone how does Google work? Yeah, how do keywords work? I was writing a blog post for the follow-up on this episode. I went and I tracked down a couple of things officially from Google, and they yeah. answered this question directly. How does any of this stuff work? How do we find keywords and plug them into the algorithm? And how do we send yeah. out the crawlers to find all these things? It's a four-minute video. Bring everybody up to speed because even exactly. I, even I, as somebody who has worked down in the guts of HubSpot, for four years looking at code and optimizing things. Yeah. You need to get a refresher every once in a while on Absolutely. how keywords yeah. plug into your SEO and your website. The keyword research is a discussion that you have, but the technicalities of it are things that you need to clarify with everybody in the room. Yeah, and that's exactly what you need to do. The, the CEO could be in the room as well as the marketing coordinator. Marketing coordinator has probably written theses around yeah. Google and how it works. And the CEO has an idea. They search for their last car on there. But it's just leveling the room into, let's just remind everyone. Now, um, you know I'm a huge fan of, of Marcus Sheridan. I've been mm -hmm. to his workshops. Marcus Sheridan, um, the sales line, has had his own swimming pool business and now inbound agency consultant, expert. He does these workshops with clients all the time. And it's probably, he says over and over again, it's his most powerful piece of work is standing in a room and explaining how Google works. And then the lights going on in the whole room of his client and they go, Oh, brilliant, you know, you've really got to get the level playing field, remind the coordinator what they're going to be dealing with, with the CEO and the marketing directors, and everyone goes, got it. And then they start to share keywords that they've had experience of themselves, which is ideal. Yeah, and then you can start adding keywords together, same way that yeah. you were collaborating on the persona production. Yeah. Think about the persona that you just created. What is this That's persona right. searching for? You were talking about marketing Mary. What yeah. does she need? Add yeah. those in, and in the same method that you had people write down ideas for persona on post-it notes, do it the same way. You have everybody in the room, have Absolutely. everybody write down four keywords for yeah. each of your persona that you've developed, pick up all the post-it notes that people have written on, put them up on the board, and you'll be amazed at the connections between all those keywords. Oh, you mentioned this. Oh, you said that keyword slightly yeah. differently. Let's plug in both instances of that keyword into the HubSpot keywords tool and see yes. which one is actually more popular. Exactly, and, and that's a perfect thing to do. And if, you know, like I said, doing this in person is really important. So if you were structuring this in a day, you get the, all the management team, many of the decision makers, you're probably only gonna get them for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours max. Getting the buyer persona and maybe just shaking out some keywords as a starting point, and then you can release the senior managers and then you know, maybe the sales guy needs to go off and the CEO needs to go off and you're left with the marketing team. At least now the marketing team has the buy-in, that everyone knows what they're up to, as opposed to the marketing team coming and presenting to the sales and the CEO and going, this is what we're doing. They were in that early discussion, release them, and then you can start to move on to the next topic, which is going to be getting those keywords and going, right, what top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel offers are we going to create? Starting to look at what would this look like in a blog topic, 
in an ebook or a video or what is the next idea that's when the marketing team gets to roll up its sleeves and actually do the work <laughs> yeah. and after the sales side is left they might be leaving the room to go and do sales work to just get back to what they're responsible for in that given instance they're going to be so relieved to know that hey these guys are getting a lot done even though our site isn't even up that is going to fill our coffers with even better contacts sooner I'm so glad we participated in that. If I wasn't there, they can think what they what they want to think. If I wasn't that's there, right. they would have been way off the mark. Maybe maybe they would have been. And that yeah. full contribution from the entire company is what you really hope for. That's the unity that we are striving for with yes. Inbound. And it's all brought together and goes straight down into the final task where the marketing team is rolling up their sleeves and they're yeah. talking about blog ideas. They're talking about top of the funnel offers and eBooks. Yeah, and one of the things that the tips that I talk about again, this is what the whole topic is around quick wins is if you can take an idea of a top of the funnel offer, it could be a video, a how to, a checklist, an ebook, whatever that particular top of the funnel is, make it really chunky, make it really solid, and then you can take that top of the funnel, let's call it an ebook, and then you can break down. If it's 10 chapters, you could break that into 10 blog posts. Yeah. But the more work that's done and going, picking a decent topic and making it very meaty, they'll have all the content around them either in their own organization or easy to find, pull it together, and then you can split it down. I generally do an ebook, you know, might have 10 blog posts in it, and then take those 10 blog posts and split them down into social media updates. But if the big work is spent on what is this offer going to be, how does it solve Mary's problems? And then you can dissect those down into blog posts. That's where you spin off the social from the blog posts, and that's where you get it all back. That's how really the quickest way possible, if you can walk out as an agency after that buyer persona keyword with the whole team and the marketing manager in the afternoon, you could have four top of the funnel chunky ideas, some blog post ideas done. You could have the next four campaigns ready drafted. Everyone's happy. And they're like, even the, the concept of knowing that the work is coming is an appease it is a win they go that was a great day we know that this stuff is coming then you put it in the project management tool you put the timelines in and there everyone's happy if things move that's fine but at least there's a plan it's a great feeling when you know that everybody has contributed to the construction of an entire campaign it's an even yeah. better feeling knowing that you did it without a website all of these things drafting blog posts drafting landing pages drafting very well informed ebooks with yes. relevant chapter titles that contribute to the persona that you all decided upon together. That's all behind the scenes stuff. You are going to yeah. have to do that with or without a live website and you can get it all ready. So that way when the blog is ready to go live on the main website, Absolutely. four weeks from now, six weeks yeah. from now, yeah. drop, drop them in, schedule them, schedule the social media that is all relevant and yes. consistent with the keywords that you have prepared in the past. It's all Absolutely. there and ready and Everybody knows what's happening and everybody is satisfied and everybody is also aware, as you said again and again, these things can change. You can update them as needed because maybe the launch date of the website, it's become seven weeks instead of six weeks. Well, yeah. it's not a huge issue. We've had all this stuff prepared. The other thing that I, I thought of while we were just talking, this is the experience of building a campaign together under your belt, which means yes. when the next quarter's campaign has to yeah. happen, everyone's just, oh, that was so much fun. That was one of the best afternoons, most productive afternoons we've ever had. Let's get the band back together and do it again. That Beautiful. feeling of you lose the hesitation, you earn so much unity when you do yeah. this once in the very beginning, the confidence is there 
it's a wonderful feeling and you do it all without a live website. That's right. And just, yeah, even just when you talked about scheduling there, exactly. If you get a whole campaign, everything's ready to go. The blog posts are scheduled. Social media can be scheduled and you've got everything to go live on the 31st and the web developer calls and it's like, this can't happen. It's got to be another two weeks. You just can go back out to the client and say to them, look, we know this has been delayed, but we're going back in here and we're just going to reschedule everything. In fact, we're going to go a little bit deeper on this this time. We've done some analysis on the best time to schedule it. So it's actually going to be a good thing. You can turn everything into a silver lining. So a lot of agencies give way too much information out in the beginning. Hold back on having some things like best time to schedule blog posts, best time to schedule um, social media updates. Maybe have that in your back pocket for when the delay happens, you can go, it's okay. It's actually good because we've learned some new things and you can make it a silver lining for them where they go, oh, that is good. Okay, I can calm down. So whatever internal knowledge you have about the client's got secret sauce, don't dish it all out in the first go. You'll overwhelm the client as it is. So things like that. Keep little things going. What do I need to create a silver lining for when things go wrong? Contingency plans. Yeah. HubSpot has written posts, blog posts on the scheduling for when to put out Twitter, when to put out Facebook. If you need information about that, just Google HubSpot best time to publish on social media and yeah. it breaks it all down for you. I know I know, I adhere to a lot of that when I'm yeah. trying to get, get the word out on Twitter. At the end of the day, we now yeah. have our end result here. The client knows what you're doing. Yeah. They know what your agency is going to tackle potentially for the next four weeks as you prepare this campaign behind the scenes. Yeah. I think it would be good to have a summary section for your agency yeah. after you get out of that meeting with the client and say, is everybody understand what you're doing for the next four weeks and Johnny raises his hand and says, yep, I'm drafting the blog posts. Janie raises her hand and says, I'm drafting the ebook. And you say, perfect. Coordinate with one another, make sure things are consistent. The last thing that I would mention to people would be as you leave your meeting with the client, you say, this is the campaign that we are doing. It is targeting this persona. And the goal is to yield a certain number of visits and leads. Correct. That's yeah. why we are all in the room today. That's why we went through all of this effort. It's here to service this goal that we talked about originally. Remember way back earlier when we were talking about the retainer and yeah. the goals that you're trying to hit this campaign. We wanted to bring in a hundred visits to the website, 10 leads and one new client, ideally by the time the end of the campaign, those are made exactly. up numbers of course, but nevertheless. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely right there, Alex, a reminder, especially when agencies are really good in presentation. And I think Marcus will definitely adhere to this. He stands in a room and his presence and his knowledge, the clients can kind of make up ideas of what is actually going to happen when Marcus leaves the room. And they think that it's a lot of magic. <laughs> and they got this expectation that just because of the shift in energy in the room, they're so excited about their personas, they're delighted they've got pain points resolved. They can't believe they've got all these top of the funnel, they've got all these keywords, they know what's gonna happen. So the concept is, it might be bigger than what they've done. So you've gotta just again, bring back everyone and go, it's a big shift for them. They're like, they've realized things, they've understand how Google works, but now they go a little bit further. So you just wanna bring the room back and go, we're an agency here and our agency's goals for you are in this campaign, We're going to run one campaign and it's going to have this amount of visitors and this amount of leads. 
that is our job unless there's anything more in that just reminding everyone and putting that at the top of every report and just reminding everyone that it will take a long time but just level setting and we're going to do this in four weeks and if things change please talk to us and this is a great way as well of being open and transparent and just saying to them we are aiming for this but things might change if they do please talk to us at any time again before you finish off the workshop it's got to be done going because they will They'll go wow that was amazing you know this experience Alex like when we talk to people about how yeah. businesses work like you get off a call with something like whoa that was mental and it's like they make up ideas <laughs> and now you've got to okay let's get back to what back on earth <laughs> let's get back down to one campaign this amount of visitors this many leads and then the next campaign etc etc and and that's what we're going to do and then the thing is things do happen in a campaign additional stuff will come out of it I've worked with clients in the past where ran a campaign but they got news coverage a journalist picked up on it they got extra branding they got a relationship with another company that never come out of they got a product idea you don't know where it's going to end up but that's not the promise the promise is working on campaigns to get visitors to get leads that's the promise lots of byproducts come out of it maybe maybe not but that's not what you're promising <laughs> you just talk about the facts and and that's a very important way to to wrap up those relationships <laughs> and we were all able to have this conversation and you were all able to have that conversation with your end clients while mm. somebody else was off building the website that flexibility that you earn when you yeah. plan all this ahead of time is exactly the kind of awareness you need to know when to zig and zag when unforeseen things come up suddenly yeah. the campaign has grown because you do get greater exposure somehow the yeah. campaign has been delayed because the website yeah. is not ready. It's not the end of the world because you all bothered no. to understand your contingencies yeah. and what you would potentially do yeah. should something arise, whether positive or negative. Yeah, and I think the big thing to remember is when, you, when an agency first starts working with a client, the contracts have been transferred, the money has been transferred, the energy is at its highest. Turning around then and going, so we'll get back to you in six weeks on the website ready is the worst thing you can do because you've got them at this excitable, actionable stage of woo. And then you're like, oh, right, okay. And trying to rev the client back up again, <laughs> you know, you're laughing at me. It's true. It's like, oh, hi. You remember that thing six weeks ago we talked about? Yeah, we're ready to do that. No, they're excited. Get them, keep them moving, you know, get the buyer persona in so quick as possible. Get the workshop in quick as possible because you need to like ride that energy wave <laughs> six weeks later they're like Ooh, things haven't happened and it's going to take a while you're like it's okay you've got all this stuff is happening but definitely not going yeah see you in six weeks <laughs> is not the way to go no <laughs> we'll be back when the website's done no no no, no. not the way That's, to go that is the trickiest conversation ever where you're just you're trying to delineate those two parts the website's being worked on okay yeah. great we're gonna get to work over on this <laughs> side those guys know what they're doing we know what we're doing too we can still get Perfect. work done while exactly. this is happening yeah. Recapping, go and get the landing page template from yeah. whoever is designing it. Have them prioritize it. If they're yeah. thinking, oh, we're going to build the blog template first, no. ask them to build the landing page template first. Correct. Yeah. Do you a favor, get that, get it into HubSpot. Even, like you said, even if it's just a logo and some colors, that's sometimes even better because you might realize that the eventual design is either over designed and it's just easier to get the point across with something yeah. smaller. Yeah. Uh, the easier landing page template. Get yeah. that, 
then you can get into a real conversation around the offers you would extend to the persona. Talk about persona with everybody. That leads into yeah. your conversation around keywords. Do the same activity with keyword selection now that you have the persona in mind. Go straight into the yeah. blogs and the top of the funnel offers, social media, wash your hands, you do it in an afternoon, and that's a workshop, and that's something that you- Charge for. You charge for, and I think <laughs> I, I, we might do the, our next episode about oh. how to run a workshop. Yes. Great yeah. idea. Oh, we get asked that question all the time. So many agencies, because I say it like that. I go, get in front, do a workshop, charge for it. It's normal. And the agencies yeah. have said to me over again, going, oh, how would we do that? Uh, so great question. I would love to run that session. I think that's great. Let's plan on trying to do that next episode. I think, I yeah. think it's really relevant to agencies of any size. Let's get out of here on this. I've got a couple of things that I want to plug. Sure. There is a companion blog post to this podcast episode. It talks about all the things that we talked about here. It is in written form. There are also links to the resources that you and I mentioned, guides for building keywords, guides for persona building, and also how to facilitate these conversations. All of that is available. It's going to be on the customer blog. So it's blog.hubspot.com slash customers. You can go there and find it. It'll be going up on September 19th. So that's next week. You can follow me, Alex Crum, on Twitter. My handle is at Alex underscore Crum. Cloda, do you have any social that you want to plug I, here? I do. I go by Get Inbound <laughs> is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my little, uh, yeah, just Get Inbound. <laughs> so get Inbound. It's a command. <laughs> I know. It's a bit demanding, isn't it? Um, yeah, so you can find me Get Inbound underscore at the end, I think it's that. I'll, it, I'll include it in the blog post and, uh, and the follow-up materials as well. And the last thing that I want to remind people of is this podcast is now available on iTunes. Go, go to iTunes or in any podcasting device that you have or any podcasting app, I should say, and search for Agency Broadcast. It'll pop right up. It's got a cool minimalist logo that our web designer Ty put together for us. I really like it. Also register for all the updates for future episodes on hubspot.com slash agency dash broadcast. Go there. You can see all the archived episodes. You can listen to them on SoundCloud. There are links to sign up for the reminders when these live episodes are happening. Going forward, we are going to be recording everything live. When people show up to the episodes, to the live episodes, we are also going to give people the opportunity to talk to one another in the chat and also maybe even do community episodes, community-focused episodes where we can do QA and things like that. Super. I'm psyched to get to that point. I will have to watch my P's and Q's, Alex. You know what us Irish people are like. I make no assumptions, <laughs> but I also hear things. <laughs> That's exciting. That's good. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah.